the expression from the music inspired me so much to take risks and it inspired damn near the whole rap game. Hello again, I'm Adam Unz. You may know me as the host of The Opus, and now I'm bringing my own show, The Spark Parade, to the Consequence Podcast Network. I speak with artists and creatives about the cultural artifacts that spark their personal interest and creativity, whether it's music, books, movies, video games, or any other kind of art. I've never spoke about it in this amount of detail. I'm suddenly going, oh my God, I'm blowing my own mind here, Christ. It's, it's actually a giant part of my life. By talking about the things we love, we share and discover insights into our personality and the things that drive us. It's just magic, really. I mean, frustrating and it makes some people angry, but I don't think anyone's ever done anything like it. I speak with people like Connor Robers, Phoenix's Thomas Mars, Chris Gethard, Helen Hong, Adrian Young, and more, so their sparks of inspiration can start a fire in you. I'm grateful for those who continue to put our history and who we are as a people in the forefront and make you see it. Find the Spark Parade wherever you get your podcasts. Consequence Podcast Network. Bora hey, iconic army. Bora hey. And by the way, happy birthday, Namjoon. Happy birthday, Namjoon. Celebrating his birthday this week, and we are just so excited for him to have a good birthday, and we're sending him well wishes. Yeah. He so deserves to have the best day. Hope he's doing a lot of Namjooning. Yes. He's 28. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just cannot believe that he's 28. Like, it's so easy to remember that because same birth year. Right. You know, I'm be I'll be turning 28 soon. Look at you. Oh, gosh. Man. Anyways, we're wishing him the best day. Yes. Um, he is just an incredible human being who has given us so much love, shared so much wisdom, and now is just really relishing in himself. And yeah. we're so happy to see him thriving. So happy birthday, Kim Namjoon. Happy birthday, we Kim We love Nam you so much. We love you. Yes. Yeah. Also, something unexpected that happened was on Disney+, Plus. The permission to dance on stage, like documentary, uh, kind of just like footage of the concert in L.A. was posted like yeah. at midnight. Yeah. Unexpectedly. No one had any idea that it was coming. At least I didn't. So we haven't watched that together yet, but mm -hmm. I did watch like the first like the intro to right. it and I felt <laughs> so dirty because I was like fangirling so hard I'm like no I need to be with Kayla <laughs> like I shouldn't be doing this without Kayla right. so we'll have to watch it together at yeah some we point. need to watch the full thing together yeah. yeah 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 anyway so much going on and on that note welcome back Iconics we're your hosts I'm Kayla and I'm Bethany and this is Standing BTS your favorite informative fangirl podcast all right today we're gonna hang out for about an hour and we're gonna talk about sexy new chem really get into the lyrics the production just this collaboration in general and then to end this episode we're going to talk about some of our like favorite bts moments songs bridges you name it we're going to yeah. just kind of have these really abstract questions that we're hopefully going to carry over into the iconic hangout so that you guys can tell us some of your bts favorites yeah too. super excited to get into that we really can't wait to fangirl laugh and learn a little bit along the way but before we get into today's episode we want to say thank you iconics for being here and for all of your support if you'd like to support us even further and have access to our episode documents and those monthly virtual iconic hangouts where we're going to talk about the questions at the end of this episode or our sound checks, please consider joining us on Patreon at patreon.com slash standing BTS. 
Or if you'd like, you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standingbtspodcast. Your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and continue putting out bi-weekly episodes, but any type of support is super appreciated. Thank you all for being here and for listening. Yeah. So getting into our charity of the month, we are still um, looking to support Hope Bridge Korea Disaster Relief Association. We're sure that you've heard of the Typhoon Hinamore and also the terrible flooding that's happened in Korea over the past week. So we would just want to continue supporting that foundation and you know, continue to hopefully bring flood and disaster relief to Korea and all of the surrounding areas. Um, so you can donate by going to hopebridge.or.kr slash ENG to find the English language donation site. Yep. Great place to donate to. For sure. All right, let's go ahead and get into Sexy New Kim. Yes. Sexy New Kim is by Balming Tiger, Omega Sapien, WNJN, and Mud the Student and Features RM. Mm-hmm. Also, we aren't totally sure on how to pronounce Omega Sapien. It might be Omega Sapien. Omega, we've heard different We're you know, going pronunciations. With Sapien. Sapien is yeah. how it reads to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Balming Tiger, if you don't know, is a South Korean music collective founded in 2018 in Seoul. Uh, the 10 person collective consists of director Son Yeon, rapper Omega and Sapien. DJ Abyss and music video directors Jay Key and Lee Su Ho, singer songwriters Sogum, WNJN, maybe Winjin, we're yeah. not sure, and Mud the Student and editor Henson. Yeah. So it's a large collective of people, mm-hmm. exactly how they describe themselves. And they kind of just interchange who works on what. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really interesting as we get into it, just kind of how this song came about. Yeah. But Balming Tiger, they describe themselves as a multinational alternative K-pop group and refuse to be limited or defined by one specific genre. Wow. And I think that really shows with this song in general. I feel that this... Sexy New Kim was very innovative, Mm. kind of a different sound. We were a little taken aback, like, is this like a K-pop group? Like, we were very curious to just know a little bit more. So knowing that it's like a music collective makes a lot of sense. It just sounds like such a cool collective of artists and the way that they work together. Like, I feel like in the past, this types of this type of art collective could have come over, you know, come about between like painters or sculptors or something in the mm-hmm. way that they work together and feed off of each other. But instead, this is a music collective and they all kind of play different roles. And, you know, like I just found it very cool the and more that we learned about them. It's such a wide variety too. Like right. it's not just the people who who rap or sing. It's right. also producers mm. and music video directors. Yeah. yeah. So even just that visual But art. they all just come together and they say we have like-minded artistic ideas of how we want to approach music or visual representations of that. And I just find that so cool. It's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So they released their first single, I'm Sick, in 2018. And then members have since then released various mixtapes, such as Omega Sapiens, Garlic and the Mugwort, The Genesis, or Mud the Students' Field Trip. So, you know, I've seen some of their mixtapes that are a lot shorter and some that are longer. And some are just with them and some have features from other, you know, members. And then they also have four other singles as a group. So they have Armadillo, Colo Colo, Just Fun, and Loop. And Armadillo is like their most successful up until this point with Sexy New Kim with 1,362 some odd streams on Spotify. 
Um, I feel like maybe that number has gone up recently with people maybe streaming like Sexy New Kim and then trying to not loop it and streaming another song. Mm -hmm. Um, But even like some of their YouTube videos of like their music videos don't have like crazy amount of views. You know, they're in the hundred thousands. They're not in the millions or anything like that. Yeah. I personally hadn't heard of them. Yeah. um, But I would imagine with just the exposure to ARMY now because of RM that those views have most likely gone up and now we're just more informed Mm -hmm. and aware of Bombing Tiger, which I'm happy about. For sure. Yeah. So Sexy New Kim, the song, it translates as sexy feeling. So why is it called Sexy New Kim? And Bombing Tiger, they explained this. They said, it's literally a sexy feeling, like in Korean. Mm -hmm. Two very simple looking words met and a strange title was born. This word also touches the artistic ideal that we think. We think that every new creation appears when you twist something familiar. I think our art is also the aesthetics of twisting, just as the two words we thought were familiar met and give a strange feeling. The song makes the concept of sexy appears as it appears or has a different meaning. It could be external sexiness. It could be internal confidence. The lyrics say what sexiness is. And so Balming Tiger really described this song as this. I like the idea of like the external sexiness. Like Mm -hmm. that's what it could mean. Or it also could just be like confidence in yourself. Yeah. And I mean, I've I've heard people say like confidence is sexy. You know, that that confidence in yourself is often one of the things that makes people attracted to you because you know that you have it, you know. Um, so I love that that concept and then him just saying the lyrics say what sexiness is and hearing the rappers kind of define their own sexiness in different ways in the lyrics. Yeah. Um, it's very cool. Different that, approaches to what it is. Right. And that new creations appear when you twist something familiar. Right. You know, like, you know, taking something as sexiness and kind of twisting it and turning it on its head. What the concept it, of it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so Bombing Tiger continued to comment on like the creation of the song and they said, we've been working on this track for a little over a year as always we tried to make a song that we could participate in as a group from the beginning of our work and it was our favorite work among many tracks so we decided to return to this track after a break this track is music that melts the personality of all of our members our members winjin and lee suho started working on the song and even unsinkable participated in the arrangement it's the only time so far that all of Bal- balming tiger producers have participated in one song so they all really that's I mean, just side note they all really had their hands in that yeah. and really were interested in working on this concept they go on to say naturally omega and mud put their voices on the track which later led to rm's feature this track was made naturally among many strong energies um those two quotes that we shared are from their diy interview Mm -hmm. um and we just were really grateful for that insight from them yeah 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 Uh, I just find it fascinating that they worked on this song for over a year Mm -hmm. over a year and that since it is a collective, we were talking about how like they would just kind of pick and choose, you know, whether right. they were doing solo work, whatever, you know, uh, just kind of like in and out who wanted to work on what, whoever felt drawn to what. And the fact that this was the first time all of their producers felt the need to be on this track. Right. I, like I mean, they all must have felt so drawn, drawn to, to it. Drawn to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I, it must express all of their artistic energies yeah. all in one. Yeah. yeah. I, I just love that. And then it's interesting that they mentioned like that. These two voices, Omega and Mud, 
led to RM's feature almost as if like those three have like this balance that they that all of these producers who are in Balming Tiger thought this is what the song needs. Right. Um, and then RM's global platform that he has as RM of BTS was able to bring such global attention to the song, um, a lot more attention than Balming Tiger would have had. Like, I mean, we don't know everything, but we didn't know them. And we know that like looking at their previous YouTube videos, they weren't like a widespread across the, you know, across the world name. No. And so it's cool that Namjoon's platform was able to help elevate like their message and their goal with this song to like show that Asian people are cool and sexy. Yeah. Which yeah. is really like the meaning of the song. Is right. That Asian people are, are cool and sexy too. Right. And they spoke about that in interviews too. Like they really wanted to show that. Yeah. Yeah. And how perfect that they had RM of BTS. Right. Right. Boy, is he cool and sexy. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of like streams and how it's done on the charts. So on Spotify, as of today, when we looked at it, there were 10,234,119 streams on Spotify. It debuted at... 99 on Spotify Spotify Global. Mm-hmm. It topped iTunes charts in 50 countries, including number two in the U.S. and also number four. In the U.K. In the U.K. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. left that off. <laughs> and then it also made it to number one on Billboard's Hot Trending Songs list, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for it to be a trending song, like it had some attention right when it came out. And I think people kind of stuck with it, too. Like, the streams for this song on like Spotify are crazy. They just continue to climb every day too. Um, I think people genuinely like it. Like, I don't think it's just the BTS factor. No. Like I think think he definitely brought more attention to it, Yeah, but I think people stay listening to it because it's genuinely a good song. The beat is very sexy. I mean, I know it's called sexy new Kim, but like the beat is very sexy and the bass, I think just really pulls you in. It's a great song to listen to. Yeah. So in terms of vibe and production, so in terms of who worked on this song, there was a Billboard article that ended up saying, quote, Omega Sapien, Mud the Student, WNJN, or BJ Winjin, and RM all wrote on the track while Balming Tiger producer San Yan, who's known to be friends with RM and has been in pictures of the star's Instagram, acted as a creative director for the project and co-produced the song. So I found this really insightful because I wasn't quite sure how RM played into Bombing Tiger. Mm -hmm. I hadn't heard of Bombing Tiger before, so I was interested to know why he did this collaboration with them. And it turns out that, like, he's friends with one of the producers, San Yan. So it makes sense that, like, maybe he had reached out to him and said, hey, you'd be perfect for this song. And RM had listened to it and was like, yeah, no, I'll write And close verse. enough friends that, like, that he's been on his Instagram. Instagram, You know, yeah. probably multiple times or maybe, like, traveling with him or something. But, like, yeah, yeah um, I just – I was interested in that connection, too. So I'm glad that we found that and that we mm-hmm. know because – that makes sense too, just knowing that all of their producers worked on this song. Yeah. 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 So for the production too, I already kind of mentioned the bass, but I feel that the bass sticks out so much in this song. When you listen to it, it is like speaker shaking yeah. bass. Like, and you I mean, want more of it. Your speakers are vibrating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's also just kind of like that cl- classic hip hop rhythm that yeah. you feel within it, which is pretty enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Something also I noticed in the production is these rainbow scents. And I don't know if it was just equal sign that made me aware of these rainbow sounding scents, Mm -hmm. but something about equal sign has made me really in tune to scents and like this particular effect. Yeah. 
Um, so I hear it in this song. I've heard it in Not Nice. Yeah. On um, Make the Stallions Make album. Make the Stallions mm-hmm. album. I'm like, man, those Rainbow yeah. Sims. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're so, just popping up everywhere now. They're popping J-Hope's up influence. All, yeah. I think maybe I'm just aware of them now. <laughs> but you hear that in this song, too. Yeah, for sure. Another sound effect that I hear, like, is some sirens kind of towards the end of Mud the Students verse. Um, and then I just really have to talk about the production changes with Namjoon yes because so like I think about this thing it's like to me like Jordan and I talk about it's like the Kanye switch up when Kanye West features on a song especially when it's a song with like multiple rappers his verse when it comes in doesn't matter where in the song it is it's gonna totally fucking switch up the beat and sometimes it'll have new sound effects added stuff taken away whatever and Namjoon in the song has the Kanye effect like I think it makes his verse so fucking impactful as the third verse in the song especially where it's seated but they kind of they add some claps during his verse and then they speed up during his last few lines when he starts to sing Um, and then this like staccato flute is added and that staccato flute continues for the rest of the song so it's this major production switch up where up until this point it's really like a lot of bass line Mm -hmm. you know and now we're getting some more like like melodic instruments in the background and it's like the Kanye Namjoon effect like yeah I loved it I loved I, it I loved it too and I'm so glad that you pointed that out because of course I'm like Kayla I don't know if it's just me being a BTS fan but I feel like Namjoon's first just like hits adds, it really mm, hits you mm-hmm. know I've always talked about how when Namjoon raps you listen yeah you just listen and I think the other rappers in the song did a great job too but something about Namjoon's classic rap, Mm -hmm. it just really drives into you. Oh, yeah. And so, but the production side of it too, like you were saying, especially that staccato flute like mm-hmm. it's it's the part of the verse where he starts talking about the like the girl like yeah. you can do the ride yeah. you know that's when that staccato flute comes in and it does stay in the song after that but it hadn't right. been introduced until his verse right um and it really does have that like Kanye West switch up yeah 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 and also to a point about his classic rap like I think another reason it really hits is that Mud the Student's verse right before his is, I feel like, pretty new age style rap. There's a lot of like kind of what some people will hatingly say mumble rap. I think it's just like a creative use of his voice and, you know, sliding syllables in a different way. But it's very new age rap to me. So when Namjoon comes in with his like powerful classic rap style, I mean, it it definitely has like this contrasting effect it's that, very contrasting yeah, contributes for sure yeah so so genius the way that they put this song together the producers for sure i agree definitely hi this is james mercer from the shins this is shirley manson this is low tallest founder of the cure this is huey lewis giving you the story behind the song the story behind the song is back with an exciting second season we peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like the killers heart the b-52s violent femmes jewel huey lewis modern english and more to keep the music flowing we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one so check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast so let's go ahead and get into the lyrics and meaning. We're just going to read through the chorus. We're not going to get into the up other rappers' lyrics at all, um, but we will touch on Namjoon's verse. So in the chorus, which was written by BJ Winjin, it's yeah. really bothering me. I'll just I, say Winjin. Winjin? Okay, because W-N-J-N, that's a lot. But the chorus says, we're all sexy, oh. Communicate, show me eyes, oh. It doesn't mean ain't no difference, what are you doing saying just telepathy? Oh, we're all sexy. Oh, 
communicate, show me eyes. Oh, it doesn't mean ain't no difference. No, de- no need to say it, just telepathy. Maybe you want to be fresh. Mm. I think like the main takeaway for the chorus here, mm-hmm. I think, is like when like people are delivering messages of right. like you're into each other, you right. really don't speak it. No. You know? It really is all with the eyes. It's right. all just like this telepathic communication right. of like body language. Right. It all is. It totally is. And this is what that's about. It's about that connection, that, that unspoken. Feeling. Yeah. That yeah. feeling, that sexy feeling for sure that it's coming on yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, so let's get into RM's verse. So a couple points we wanted to make about his verse is just that it kind of builds off of Omega Sapiens verse with the repetitive boy, because they both have that going on, along with towards the end of both of their verses, they have references to team and DM. Um, so I just thought that that was cool. They kind of kind of tied it together, had that mm-hmm. um, similarities to create a continuity in the song. I feel like it was RM really tying it together. Yeah, because I mean, well, he was the last one to kind of wrap it up too. Yeah. So he gets, you know, that position. Which I think of. what makes for... A, a true wonderful collaboration is when yeah. there's actual collaboration happening, not just like, oh, I'm going to write a verse just to be on this track just for whatever reason, because right. he asked me or, you know, PR or whatever. Like, right. it seemed like he was actually invested and he had heard and listened right. to the lyrics of their verses. And so, yeah, the especially like the DM and team and boy, like you really hear that repeated in his verse. This is a verse from Namjoon that has his genuine interest behind it. Yeah. Like he was very invested in this verse and this is so his rap style right here. Oh yeah. Yeah. So he starts off and he says, maybe you want to be fresh, fresh like the hell of an oyster boy. And so we were thinking like sexy feeling and oysters are an aphrodisiac. Um, I mean, I mean, and also I just have to add that like Afro, like oysters were most often eaten by yes, Aphrodite, but also Dionysus. Yeah. So like, of course, Namjoon, like knowing his Greek mythology, he, you know, was probably thinking about that too. Yeah. He probably has seen a lot of Greek mythology art and he sees aphrodite and dionysus together eating oysters you know that's what i picture yeah i mean so i just but it is an aphrodisiac it really is you know like there's other reasons for using the word oyster too like Mm -hmm. oyster is served fresh usually usually right right um but also he plays on the sound of oyster in korean which is coal and it sounds very similar to the word cool Mm -hmm. in english which when we had first listened to this we thought he was actually saying cool right yeah yeah so um, that's a really cool, like, just smart play on words. Wordplay. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Kim Nam Love it. Kim Nam Joon. His mind. <laughs> first lyrics of his verse, <laughs> we, you know. <laughs> we, literally the first lyrics. We're we blown away one. already. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he goes on to say, check my attitude. No, we always break the rule, boy. That cheap ass Raleigh and Rari. Yo, what you doing, boy? Damn. Yeah. So how I interpreted this was Nam Joon is addressing someone in pursuit of a girl like he's visualizing or seeing this other man pursuing a girl and he's thinking that they're approaching them just completely the wrong way you know like you're trying to impress this girl with your fancy cars you know like and that's just really not impressive like that's not the way to go about it that's not the cool the fresh way to go about it i'm thinking about that line that says no we always break the rule boy it seems like maybe in the past like society has taught men that that is what they do to gain the attention of women is to like 
flex and have this money or have these assets or whatever. Um, and so he's wanting to break that rule, break that mold. Break the standard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Check my attitude. Check my attitude. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He then says, I just keep it me for you, man. I'm a doom boy. Ugh. And I think this is RM saying that he is a threat to this other guy, you know, like, yeah, Namjoon is the one impressing women. Uh, he's the one who right. he doesn't need the fancy cars or any any of this. And we'll get into that more in the lyrics here. Right. But I just feel that like he's his doom. Like, I'm your doom boy. Like, right. I I'm, mean, like no other man can compete with him is right. what he's saying. And he's also saying, I, I just keep it me. I don't right. have to like put on this fake you know right friends or yeah, yeah yeah exactly exactly he doesn't have to hide behind you know a roly and rari right you know uh he goes on to say i can hear the sound of your heart your money just cracks me up we keep it one and the only and so i feel like i mean he's talking about this person like getting nervous because you know, they just feel the pressure around them. That's how I feel. Um, and that he he's really just elaborating that they are not impressive to him just because they have wealth, you know, mm -hmm. like that's truly not something that he's, you know, thinking is going to be beneficial to them as far as like the sexy feeling or, you know, approaching women. Right. Um, so he's also saying that he doesn't himself like his money doesn't speak for him when he's trying to approach a woman. Like truthfully, it's yeah. not. I mean, as someone who identifies as a woman, I'm not impressed by that. I'm almost like, Fuck what no. are you trying to cover up? Like, right. where's your, is your ego <laughs> fragile? Right. Like, that's I what mean, I think. That's that's what I know about <laughs> men. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So he also says, you should have known that you owe me. I have no time to feel lonely. 24 hours. Man, you just got to be sorry. Your shit is sour. And this really had us both think that this is like the jealous type of sorry, you know? And then also the your shit is sour just makes me feel like they're this kind of like overcompensating or just mm. like trying to overly impress like it's not a place of genuine mm -hmm. you know it's it's soured it's yeah. not quite authentic you're doing too much and it's not cute yeah like it is not sexy yeah 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 um he's then he switches up to his like singing and like it like his verse really switches up right here production wise the, the pan flip right, the clapping right and he yeah. says girl you can keep it low while we do the ride um and i just have to mention oh, like ah army was going crazy army was feral feral <laughs> over this line yeah. i mean me too my only comment for this was just sex. sex because i mean i just love this reference it's so overt and it's so amazing and just hearing him say it music's yeah. my ears. and i Incredible. also love the girl you can keep it low you can keep it low like there's no need to flaunt it mm -hmm. there's no need yeah right on the we're low not trying side. to show anyone anything right you can keep it low key yeah 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 while we ride along and do our thing while we do the ride yeah come on yeah <laughs> on a bike and then he says i'll apply you tonight ain't got a dm because you heard about my team damn i mean it's just a flex right that true. is the flex right I there mean, I we both really believe that his team is obviously BTS right. and he and his members are so famous that everyone's heard of him. Right. You know, he doesn't have to try hard. Right. 
Yeah. He doesn't have to slide in anybody's DMs. No, no, he doesn't. He knows we're clamoring for him. Yeah. Like, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we just loved his verse. We thought it was really solid and super sexy and mm-hmm. said a lot about what he found sexy as well. Um, but obviously, we have to talk a little bit about the music video, too. Mm-hmm. So getting into the music video, I kind of surmised a general storyline after looking at this so much. Yeah. Like one of the biggest takeaways after first watching it was like, what was that? What, what does it seriously, mean? Seriously, I think that was everyone's thought. It was like, that was bizarre. Yeah. Lots happened. Yeah. Not quite sure what to make of it. And we could disseminate even more about it. Like if you really wanted to pick apart how the lyrics line up with the visuals that you see, because I truly believe that they do. Um, but I'm not going to do all that. Yeah. Just brief. brief general storyline. Um, so... Basically, it seems like people have all had this like experimental procedure done on them to get them to like have and keep this sexy feeling. Like we see Omega Sapien and Mug the Students procedures happening in the music video with this device on their head, um, which and like when it's on their head, it looks like they're experiencing ecstasy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it also reminded us of more, just saying J Hope and more. Yeah. 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 Later we see Mug the Student in a red room seated amongst other others waiting for relief from this heat of the room and they're all fanning themselves and sweating although the camera work makes it look you know like it's you know them being hot to us it also it also looks like pleasure yeah and that they're almost like pleasure out of pain right right it's kind of a, a mix of, of the yeah. two it seems and then like when namjoon comes in in the music video uh we'll talk about his entrance but just later on in the storyline we see him communicating with a fan shop owner in order to cre- create this large fan that they then take into this red room in order to fan all the people to cool them down cool them down yeah like yeah. manually cooling them down with yeah. this massive fan yeah and then like as they're being cool then we see them like the people collectively sit down in this large cool tub of water Mm. and we get a shot of the water like gushing and overflowing out of this pool and it seems very symbolic of a climax yeah yeah Yeah, for sure especially like the lighting turned blue like Uh from the red it's all cooler and the overflow for sure yeah like that it's like this relief and release like that being overheated right like kind of like that sexy feeling very turned on right and then like they bring that massive fan and they sit in a pool and it just seems like those like there's this climax that right. really brings them the the relief or satisfaction for that sure. they need. For sure. But let's talk about these fucking visuals from Mr. Kim Namjoon. Uh, oh my god. I feel like you have to first discuss the impact that his entrance made on you. I I mean, it had such an impact on on me because yeah. you know that I got a bike mm. shortly after bicycle, he dropped bicycle. Mm-hmm. And since I've moved into this house, my gym is like biking distance away. And then I haven't even really shared about everything that's gone on with my job, but I got a new job that's down the road right? Uh, at like a local hospital here and I get to bike to work every day. Right. So I'm there. I'm like, I bike every day. Right. Multiple times a day. Right. And so seeing him roll up on this bike and crushing this little, I don't even know. Is it's it a like Ferrari? a toy Ferrari. Yeah. yeah it's like a just toy like Ferrari. in the lyrics of the song. There's so much symbolism happening here. F- right. First off, I just have to say, he looks so fucking hot. So fucking he looks fine. So fucking God damn. Bike, in a suit, rolling Ugh. up, daddy, smashing over daddy. this like little toy. Yeah, daddy, mm. little toy Ferrari with his bicycle. Like, yes, yes, king. yes, amazing. Okay. Um, but 
it had so much impact on me. Like yeah. just having <laughs> been riding a bike for so long now, I'm like, right. yes, fuck yes. Right. But I feel like there's so much symbolism that goes on here. Like I also feel like there's the environmental friendly of like, don't use a car, ride a bike. Right. But also like what I took away from it too was since we're talking about this sexy feeling in, in his verse where he's talking about like, he doesn't need fancy cars. He doesn't have to like over impress. Mm. The thing that's really attractive about Namjoon is like his humbleness and that like he enjoys bike rides along mm-hmm. the Han River. Mm-hmm. He enjoys reading a novel sitting mm. in a park. Going he, to a museum. Going to a muse- museum and thinking and, you know, interpreting art and right. talking about art. That's sexy. Yeah. I'd much rather be with a man who can hold a conversation or participate in activities and hobbies like this Ugh, versus than like, a man who can hold a credit card. Yeah, yeah. Who can hold a credit card. Thank right. you. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly it. Right. I totally get all that symbolism in just this little moment. Of this little moment. <laughs> running over this fucking toy so Ferrari. Much impact. <laughs> and also what I think about is his power. Like he is so fucking powerful riding in on a bike, mm-hmm. which I truly in my whole life have never seen a power shot on a bicycle. Me either. Never. <laughs> Like that's like a pedal bicycle. Right. That didn't exist until this. Like <laughs> this moment. And then like they also it's really great, really incredible camera work. Director, you know, like they're incredible. But yeah. they start from the bottom and they pan up. And as they pan up, they zoom in on his face, right? When he's saying, like, how you doing, boy? Or I'm your doom boy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. And he has this like snarl, the, the snarl. wrinkly nose. The way he scrunches his nose Ooh. and eyes. Like, mm. Mm, God. And I mean, it's so powerful. It's so, yeah. I mean, you feel it in your chest. You're yeah. like, fuck, him not June. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, he doesn't need anything else. He's no. literally just in a suit. Like, it's not even like a audacious suit, you no. know? It's just like it's a... It's no Dior outfit. No, like, it's a it, casual suit, yeah. you know? No tie. No tie. Damn. <sighs> Black and white. Damn. Yeah. Also, too, just like his verse in general where he's in the fan room, he has moments where he like puts his hand to his mouth and he's just like staring into the camera and he just looks so sexy. Mm. And I feel like he's trying to really deliver the sexy, too. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, he's delivering it. I mean... It's... His part in music video is so short just for his verse, but I mean, obviously. it feels like it feels like he's not even trying that hard to be sexy going along with that like, right. humility thing, too. Yeah, like he's not trying hard to do it, but he just is. He just is. He just is. And he's got the glare down. Oh, okay? God. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. It's amazing. Yeah. 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 So overall, we really loved the song. We still listen to it. It's on my gym playlist. Oh, yeah. I oh. Was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's a great song. I thought the music video was very thought-provoking i really do think that kayla you kind of summarized a lot of the music video they ended up releasing a reaction video too this reaction video was pretty interesting because it had j-hope and supreme boy but also a lot of other musicians and artists who reacted to their music video and it was just kind of cool to see all these different people in you know the korean music industry kind of commenting and saying what they thought about the song and the music video in general Um, Most of them commented on how the song is pretty ahead of its time and how it really depicts Balming Tiger's style and that the music video is highly artistic. Yeah. A lot of them were like, I know this means something, but I don't know what it means. Yeah. Because there's just so much symbolism that was going on within it. But also the style of the song, I think, really does. It is innovative and new and fresh. Yeah. You know, it has kind of that hip hop beat to it and it has the rapping, mm. but more new age, very, I don't know. It does seem kind they of They said of its that time. it was like 20 years ahead of its time, yeah. like with the sound, just the sound style and how it was all put together. Like yeah. they were like, no one has 
even conceptualized of making music like this yet or making, right. you know, a music video and lyrics that match up in this way and have these visuals and symbolism and whatever that they couldn't even interpret of at the time, right. you know? Yeah. yeah. It was really cool to see all the insight of all these different people in the industry. Yeah. Um, and it, also them commenting on just Namjoon's verse too, and that it was yeah. particularly refreshing because I thought it was very refreshing, yeah. you know, just, it, I couldn't help but to really tune in when Namjoon's verse came. Um, it, change up the song and then they also just said how they really enjoyed his rap style too and i think it was because it was just that traditional uh rap and mm. you can't help but to to really listen yeah like, latch on i mean he spitting. does grab attention yeah yeah um one last thought just that i have about this collaboration in general before we get into some of our favorites mm -hmm. is that I wonder if Namjoon is like taking anything that he learned about how Balmain Tiger works together collectively as a group, because I wonder if it could kind of be how BTS could function as a group in the future in their, you know, second chapter with, right. you know, many members having their hands in different places, creating different mixtapes, but coming together to put out singles or albums collectively as one, but also, you know, some members taking larger roles in lyrics or production or visuals or something like that. Like yeah. I could see them wanting to like evolve in that way. And, um, I just think that that's, something that they could learn or take away from it you know because it kind of yeah. seems like they are interested in evolving approach. Yeah. right much yeah. more relaxed it takes off a lot of pressure right i think so too yeah. yeah which is what they need so i just wonder i wonder what you know may unfold from I think that that's a great thought yeah yeah Anyways, this release of uh, Sexy New Kim and this collaboration really like it immediately jumped to one of our favorite collaborations that BTS or a BTS member has ever done. Mm -hmm. And so then we were just kind of thinking about like our other favorite things that BTS have done and our creative juices just were flowing. We really. Yeah. And we've talked with a spot episode lately and like we did all of jack in the box we're like man we really want to get a little bit more creative we used to be really creative with the podcast so we yeah. kind of wanted to do something more fun mm. and thought-provoking and so we decided like you know if we're talking about what our favorite collaborations are why don't we just kind of go through some of our all-time favorite bts songs moments whatever right and get, you know just have fun with the questions right so um, we're really excited with, for these questions. We spent quite a bit of time just coming up with creative and interesting questions and approaches that we hadn't really discussed before on the podcast. And so we're also interested in hearing like your, you guys, your iconic thoughts about these questions and what you would say, how you would reply. Um, so we're definitely going to bring these questions to the iconic hangout, which again is going to be next Monday on September 19th at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, if you are a $5 patron, you can already join anytime we post the link to Patreon and if not, like this might be a cool like episode or iconic hangout for you to hop in on. Even if you just do it for one month, you could join and then cancel it afterwards if it's not your thing. But truly, like the iconic hangouts are so, so much fun. Mm -hmm. And this is definitely a topic that we're interested to hear what you guys have to say. And I think it would be fun for you to be able to talk to, you know, other iconics about it. Yeah. So please join us at the iconic hangout next Monday. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to lead to a lot of great discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so just because we love this feature of RM on Sexy Newcomb so much, we were first thinking about what's your favorite BTS feature on a song? Mm -hmm. um, so for me, my favorite 
song that has a feature is My Universe. Um, it's Coldplay's song, but BTS features on it. And I just always think about how incredible that collaboration was. Yeah. Um, that Chris Martin went to Korea and, you know, because of quarantine, was literally only able to spend two actual days with them. And just how much that collaboration meant to both groups. Um, mm-hmm. And it's an incredible song. It's such a fantastic song. It's a great song. I agree. The the means of collaboration, yeah. you know, what he, you know, the lengths that he went to, to be able to be with them in person, even amidst a pandemic, you know, like it was kind of towards the end of 2020 when this all was going on. So it just meant a lot to him and Chris Martin. And I just feel like they're both two iconic groups, yeah. two iconic for bands. Sure. For sure. So it's just an iconic collaboration in general. Yeah. I think that's a great pick. For me, it's Boy With Love featuring Halsey. Yeah. And kind of for the same reasons. Like they had met in person in order to do the music video together. Halsey has had a great relationship with BTS. You can see the actual like true friendship between her and the group. It's not just, you know, for the clout, for whatever, the popularity. You could see that they actually respect each other's artists. Also that Halsey did a feature with Suga too. Yeah. I think means a lot. And also that Suga has like held Halsey's baby, you know? Right. I just feel like it's also one of those legendary um, collaborations that BTS has done. For sure. Yeah. So what about our favorite sexy BTS song? Amazing. This is a hard pick. (laughs) (laughs) We both immediately just excluded blood, sweat and tears. Right. It just, that's the obvious choice. It's the obvious choice. Yeah. For me, it's tomorrow. Amazing choice. Lyrically, I don't think tomorrow really is all that sexy of a song. Mm. Maybe it is. It's been a while since I've looked at I don't the think lyrics. So. I don't think it is. But the choreography mm-hmm. and just like the mood of the song, mm. you know, it's a little easy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of emotion in it. Yeah. I think it's so sexy. I mean, the choreo, you could just stop there. <laughs> the body roll. The body roll. Like, really, yeah. the choreo, guys. Yeah. 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 For me, favorite sexy song, I would have to say House of Cards. Um, I feel like that song is so fucking sexy. Same case. It is lyrically not sexy at all, I have to say. (laughs) But performance-wise, I mean, the vocal line, all of them are so fucking hot performing this song. They're like making out with the mic stand. Seriously. One of my favorite fan cams of all time is like of this one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Okay, so what about your favorite era for each member? Mm -hmm. Um, This was obviously a bit more difficult, but Mm -hmm. we're going to say it, and then we're going to say like a real quick why. So for me, Namjoon, I'm going to say love yourself answer because fucking idol Namjoon, hello, that's number one. And number two is trivia love Namjoon. He was just so happy, so himself, and I felt like he really knew who he was and what his purpose was during that era. He just, it was amazing. I was kind of surprised at this pick for you, for, for Namjoon. Yeah. But after you said like, you know, his solo song. Yeah, totally. Trivial yeah. Love. He really had a message and I love that he had that moment with BTS, I mean with ARMY. Yeah. At the concerts. Yeah. yeah. And he's fucking hot and idle, I'm just saying. In he is. He outfit. is. I mean, yeah. Um, for Jen, I had to say Wings awake i mean i'll never be over awake and i just think i mean wings and gin and blood sweat and tears i just feel like he played such an integral role yeah um so kissing yeah. the fallen angel mm, amazing yeah. iconic beautiful mm-hmm. uh for yoongi i have to say map of the soul seven shadow yoongi only explanation needed yep incredible <laughs> so fucking hot burned into my mind forever when Same. i close my eyes it's all i see so yeah, yeah. yeah. um for jung ho sok 
I, I had to say Wings. Uh, yes. Have to. I mean, he owns Wings. He yeah. owns that whole album. Boy Meets Evil. Boy Meets Evil. Blood, Sweat, and Tears. The it's chorus. everything. The yeah. red hair. Fuck. The red, orange hair. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he owns it. Yeah. Uh, for Jimin, this was a really hard choice. Like, there are so, so, I mean, he doesn't have a bad era. I'm just <laughs> saying. He's, I mean, honorable mention, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, he's so fucking hot. Yeah. But I had to land on Map of the Soul persona because I love his pink hair. I love his vibe and energy in it. He is so amazing in Boy With Love. Boy With Love, he I is love amazing. I love him in that song. And yeah. he just has, that's a great era for him. Him in Home and in Microcosmos, just really incredible songs on that album. So I love of Jimin in that era yeah I would yeah. say persona kind of embodies Jimin yeah. too yeah. yeah for sure yeah um and then for Young, I had to say love yourself tear because singularity, singularity. Young. <laughs> I mean come on I'm never over it you're never over it no one no. we're we're just yeah Forever. Never moving on. Yeah. Yeah. And then for Jungkook, I almost said Love Yourself Tear because fake love, but I had to actually go with Map of the Soul 7 yeah. because of my time. I mean, my time Jungkook is like the end all be all incredible. I feel like he's expressing himself so much. He really and he's does. he's also so fucking sexy and fine yeah. and incredible. Yeah. And he wanted that moment to be sexy yeah. with my time. Like he oh, yeah. really wanted a sexy song. I firmly believe this is my own Delulu behavior, but like he saw... Young singularity and he's like nah i need something like that like, <laughs> i could top I want, it i want to make girls go crazy like right that. yeah cue like thrusting on the ground as he's crossing stages exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. all so great picks me. thank you all thank great you picks. um for me i had to go with for rm i had to go with persona yeah and i just think because of his intro uh he's really declaring himself i feel like he was really like transparent with us about how he felt with like the different personalities and the different like uh roles that he plays as Mm. like a leader as as an individual as kind of like this like larger figure right um i i just feel that i love the bleach hair too Mm -hmm. and with boy with love i feel like he really has his moment yeah where all the bts members are looking at him and he's standing on stage with all of their eras represented behind him such a powerful scene Mm -hmm. that he gets in this song yeah so i just feel like mott's persona was a wonderful era amazing love that i love that choice for jen i had to go with love yourself answer i love epiphany Mm. Epiphany is fantastic. I feel that we all love Blonde Jin, especially from like the fire era. Oh, yeah. But I feel that the Blonde Jin and Love Yourself answer was something else, especially with Idol. Because at the bridge of Idol 2, where Jin is like confidently coming to the front and he so confidently does this intense choreography I just felt that we were getting the most confident Jen we've ever had. Yes, it's his moment. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I get mm-hmm. that. Yoongi, same. Shadow. <laughs> Map, of the, Map of the Soul 7. Like, seriously, this was a pivotal Yoongi moment for me as a BTS fan. I was like, where have I been? Like, mm. why have I not been on the Min Yoongi mm. train mm-hmm. this whole time? You not wrote a fanfic after this era. I literally wrote a fanfic yeah. after this era. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I've always loved Yoongi, but mm. I was never like, like a full on Yoongi. Like, I was just like, you know, salivating over him. Right. You know? But now but it's every moment. It's every moment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for both of us, like Shadow Yoongi really changed us permanently to the core. Yeah. Yeah. I love Shadow. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, For J-Hope, same. Have to go with Wings. Yeah. Boy Meets Evil. That performance, I think, is just legendary and iconic. The the blonde, not the blonde, sorry. The red hair, the mm. orange red hair. 
just as stunning on him. Although bleach blonde is great on him too. Oh, yeah. Like, hello oh, butter. Platinum, platinum yeah. hosok. Mm. <laughs> yeah, platinum mm-hmm. hosok mm-hmm. something else. But I don't, I don't know. It's something about the chorus of Blood, Sweat, and Tears. I just felt like J-Hope really showed up for that era. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then for Jimin, I had to also go with wings. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just mean. feel like it would be wrong to not mention the silver-haired Jimin. Yeah. The very sexy Jimin that we all see. Um, he just was really on full display with Blood, Sweat, and Tears oh, and yeah. that whole era. Yeah, he rocked it. I'm on board. I, I think it. of like the Mama performance live on stage where he's blindfolded. Oh, lie. Oh, the lie, lie performance. The boy meets evil into lie. Yeah. Iconic. Iconic. I love that they're right next to each other in the fan chant order and yeah. you chose wings and, for both of them. Yeah. And I feel like this is that like really sexy, seductive mm-hmm. Jimin. You know? I mean, this is the Jimin that made me biased. So yeah. I get it. Yeah. 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 Young, I have to go with Love Yourself, Her, mm. DNA. Love that. This was our comeback, our first comeback, and the silver hair, silver hair Young. It, it was something else. Mm-hmm. I think he's just fantastic. I love all the go-go performances with yes. him in this oh, hair. Yes. A lot of their live performances that they did, I felt like he was very charismatic with mm-hmm. a lot of like the TV show hosts that they had interviews with. I just thought that this was a great era for yeah. Young. Also, mic drop. Mic drop. Mic drop to young. Headband. Headband. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. No, legendary. Yeah. yeah. His vocals also in this era are incredible. Like the deep voice the and deep DNA. Voice mm. and yeah. Absolutely. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Although I definitely highly considered tears just because of singularity. <laughs> For Jungkook, I had I I thought a lot about this one. Mm. But Jungkook, I went with H Y H Part One specifically because of Dope and Bepse. Yeah. Like I feel like. Think when I think of like the bedside dance practice video, I picture Jungkook's like coming of age, mm-hmm. Timberlands, mm. loose white shirt, almost kind of see through mm. white shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I felt like he really stood out and dope. He had that like purple hair, a little bit of forehead. Yeah, uh, he went from like baby to oh, yeah. Here's Jungkook. Like, this is Jeon Jungkook. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. I thought it was a great era era for him and i think that he really showed up for bts and like their popularity during that time yeah for sure wow i love that choice that was an unexpected choice for me but um i get it i love that yeah all right so next what is our favorite lyrical meaning solo song from a rap member Mm. this was a tough one to be honest we both ruminated on these a little bit we did yes so we're gonna start with rm and i had to go with everything goes off of mono yeah and for me this song is just immensely like therapeutic i feel like if you're ruminating in the past or you're worrying about the future this is a great song that has a wonderful mantra of everything goes yeah that it kind of brings you into a perspective of whatever happens is going to happen and it's not the end of the world like we're all it's kind of i mean it's kind of sad, but we're all going to die. Like mm. life can be kind of dull and it might be a big moment for you, but in the grand scheme of things, things it's not really as big as you're making it out to be. Right. And that no matter what, everything is going to go the way it's supposed to go mm-hmm. and things will pass the way that they will always pass Yeah, and you'll move on from it. Yeah. I really love, I love everything goes for all of those reasons. Like you're so right. It brings peace. And it's, I mean, whether or not you're thinking about the past or the future, it helps with that kind of like letting go. Um, for me, I went with moon child, um, and 
I like that was just like my initial gut feeling. And I looked at, again, other songs from his mixtapes and I just still had to stick with it because I connected so deeply with this song way back when it came out, because I feel like it's really about like um, claiming like your depression and finding power in it and owning it. And, you know, and it to me, when it came out, I needed that so much. And I found kind of a new way to approach it just because of this song and uh I, you there's so much comfort in this song too like being told that like it's okay to cry or and you know and i just felt like really seen with that song yeah. and so i love moonchild me too yeah i think it's a really beautiful name too i think so too moonchild and it really is very empowering for you know, the people who have felt this way that they just feel either sad or down or depressed and mm-hmm. that they're just more prone to that right. and that he's like hey you're actually really special and you're not alone and you're really strong for doing this right yeah yeah, yeah. totally love, love it so much mm-hmm. all right for Augustine. menu gay menu gay damn um this was really tough because d2 is just phenomenal start to finish but i decided to go with people my reasoning for going with people is that it's also one of those very healing songs for me and that like I feel that I can be very perfectionistic and that I feel I'm trying to better myself and be my best self all the time and I have very little wiggle room for flaws. Mm. And in people, Jungi really talks about just, you know, we're all trying to be better, but also like, we're people, we're human. We all have our interests. We all have what we're trying to work on. We all have our flaws. And he even laughs at himself and is like, I'm so serious. Why am I so serious? Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of lose sight of like giving yourself grace or living in the moment or being true to who you are because you're just questioning yourself or being too hard on yourself all the time. Yeah. I really love that meaning behind people. And I understand why you why it appeals to you so much, you know, Mm -hmm. just being able to kind of let go in that way. For me, I mean, I also struggled because again, D2, incredible. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I went with 28 and I've always really, really loved this song on this album. But um, something that always stuck with me about this song was that it's really about not only it's not just coming into adulthood, but it's realizing what adulthood is and its fullness and all of the kind of the downsides and the hardships that come with adulthood, but also finding the beauty amongst that at the same time. And, you know, him kind of realizing this as, you know, he's 28 and reflecting on that. And Bethany, I know you're about to turn 28. I'm turning 28 next year. And, you know, when this song came out, um, you know, like, the pandemic had hit and you know we were like what is life and what is this (laughs) and so and even but still to this day I connect with this song lyrically just kind of thinking about the different like trials that adulthood and this world throws at you that you have to deal with and Mm -hmm. you have to still find that beauty in life and that silver Mm -hmm. lining too and so I find that song very helpful in that way and very Mm -hmm. powerful with that it is very powerful and i find this song to be peaceful too like the actual production of it is very calming it's beautiful it's a beautiful song yeah i can't wait to listen to it once we actually turn 28 like i'm gonna be on my instagram story and that's gonna be like the song i pick for my birthday (laughs) d2 themed birthday party truthfully oh hey let's do it okay (laughs) all right so for j-hope gosh 
again, very tough with Jack in the Box coming out because all of these songs are just so lyrically dense. Mm -hmm. But I had to go with What If. I know I talked a lot about What If in our review of Jack in the Box, but I just feel that What If really portrays what catastrophizing and what spiraling is yeah for people who have a lot of anxiety or feeling anxious or worrying mm-hmm. um you go into the what ifs you know what if this what if that what if and you go through all these scenarios and um you spiral yeah and i feel like the song induces anxiety when you listen to it just because of like the production of it too yeah. so um Though it's not like a very healing song for me, I feel very seen and it Mm. gives me perspective of like, wow, when I am spiraling, when I am going through the what ifs, I'm not really in tune with what is reality. You know, he's he goes as far to say, like, what if I have no house? What if I have no car? What if I have no dream? Right. What if I am nothing? Like you dwindle yourself down to that. Right. And um, you feel very hopeless in that moment and kind of like there's no way out. And so I just feel that. Uh, the song is, I don't know, it helps me kind of gain perspective. Yeah, I feel like just the fact that he was able to describe what you feel so often so well in a song. It's not even just the lyrics, it's the production production of it too. The sound of the song, it just really makes me feel like the like on edge Mm -hmm. not even just like his vocal delivery but the actual instrumentation going on in the background and that like constant piano and you know everything driving the song just really yeah Yeah. for sure the fact that it goes into safety zone after that you know i think it's just perfect too i could have chose safety zone too but i just feel like what if i was like wow that is if i could describe how i'm feeling in a song that's it yeah for sure For me, for J-Hope, I kind of bounced around, but I ended up on stop and I ended up on stop because recently I was like in a frustrated situation. Like I felt very frustrated and angry, but I knew that the situation didn't warrant like any sort of like feeding into that or anger outburst towards like anyone else in the situation. Like it was totally out of everyone's control. And I really just wanted to like process those emotions and let go of it because it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't something, although my feelings were valid, Mm -hmm. it was like, I didn't want to be upset about it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I used it. I used like this three song method where you listen to like a song that matches your mood, a neutral song, and then like a song that's going to put you in a better mood. And this song was my neutral song and it fits so well. It works so well. And when the chorus comes or the pre-chorus comes through where he's like, stop, change your mind. And just that repetition as he was saying it, it just washed through me. And I was literally able to just let go of it all. And I was like, J-Hope, like you're such a genius for creating like this mantra of a Mm -hmm. song. And um, I'm glad that I was able to use it in that way. And I feel like I can use this song for coping in the future and, um, you know, like helping myself regulate emotions in hard times, you know? And um, so, yeah, I just love stop and the lyrics to it. Like we talked about them so much during our Jack in the box review, but they are just so incredible. And I love what they promote as far as like, not fighting with others and not having conflict. So, yeah. um, yeah, stop. I thought it was so smart of you to like, not, it's not even taking the higher road of just like using music to kind of process what you were going through. And like, you really helped yourself in that moment. And it's like, you knew what you needed. And yeah. the fact that stop really created that, sh- that shift for you that you needed. Yeah. Amazing. It was, it was really helpful. Yeah. I'm glad that I did that. 
So kind of still talking about their music that we love, we were thinking about what's our favorite bridge? There's so oh. many <laughs> fucking incredible bridges. Um, I do have an honorable mention, but me too. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of great BTS oh my, bridges. I think every bridge is incredible. Let's right. just say it. Yeah. <laughs> but I had to say Idol because the Jimin, Jin, Jimin combo one two three punch incredible you spoke about Jin's iconic moment in idol earlier right. it's why it's the best era for him in mm-hmm. your opinion and i totally am on board because that moment for him in the bridge is like yeah. honestly as much of why i chose this as jimin's part because yeah. jimin is like this sexy siren with his fan and his slyness yeah. is incredible and then He's so sexy jin is just iconic he owns the choreography confident. he's powerful confident. confident sexy and then jimin comes in with the high note at the end it's incredible yeah it's amazing <laughs> Yeah, honorable mention, I just have to say, would be House of Cards because that's also incredible. I mean, Jimin's high note, the the Mm. G Cook high note (sighs) there at the end. I mean, during the bridge of House of Cards. Yes, yes, yes. Um, For me, we were talking about this on a walk together, and I was like, honestly, I just think disease, but I should listen to other songs and really (laughs) think about it. And I still ended on disease. Like, there's a reason it came to mind. It's. It really is one of the best bridges. And thank you, Jimin, again. He was really one of the key writers in the bridge for disease. It's just like it changes it up. It changes the song up so much. And then it also adds so much build. Mm. And then disease really like just is such a powerhouse there at the right. end with the last chorus right. and the outro. But that bridge is what leads to it. Yeah. And just fantastic. Perfection. Disease, perfection is yeah. like pure ecstasy in my ears but also i have two honorable mentions (laughs) on obviously this that should be the set apart one just like blood sweat and tears yeah jungkook's Mm. bridge at during on yeah that's on its own yeah Mm. like no explanation needed iconic moment for him he gets the runway everything the high note incredible uh vocal king vocal king yeah and then I just have to say the Tejin Spring Day Bridge. I feel like Ugh. this holds a special place in my heart just because I love Tejin, but also because they had like these like trial and error moments mm-hmm. during just kind of the choreography component. But mm-hmm. the fact that they were both singing the bridge together, there's just so much meaning and it's a gorgeous bridge yeah. to a gorgeous song. So yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I love that. So then we decided what is our favorite concert moment we couldn't pin it down to one so we decided to go through the concerts that we've gone to Mm -hmm. so our first concert was in fort worth for the love yourself concert i'd have to say my favorite moment of that concert was the fact that our ga we were ga the section was so open and there was room to move around like they significantly underestimated how many people they could fit there Mm -hmm. so there was a lot of wiggle room so we were up at the front stage when the vocal line was performing truth untold and we were sobbing yeah actually sobbing like literally yeah and uh (laughs) like clinging to each other tears in our eyes like it was was rough (laughs) (laughs) and uh all of a sudden we had no idea from behind us from behind us out on second stage here comes the rap line green lights flood yep 
yeah green lights flow the stage and we're like no like no no way they're performing after tear after truth untold like what the heck right like whiplash we wiped our eyes so hard the the ultimate emotional whiplash and because we had so much free room on the on the floor we went from first stage over to second stage and got to see the rap line perform outro tear yeah and we went from like sobbing to like, you're my fan, you're my fan. It was just amazing. Man, we really had to get it together. Right. Like in seconds, like emo- the biggest emotional whiplash of all time. Right. For me, I've told this story a few times, but it's really the most iconic moment of my life personally is getting Yoongi's, of all time, of all time of, is getting Yungi's fucking water bottle. So how it happened was like, um, we, you and I did not have to worry about like taking photos or video because we had two friends there with us, Brit and Anthony. Yeah. And Anthony was like, I'll take everything. So don't even worry about it. Just yeah, experience. You just enjoy. Yeah. So we were, it was towards the beginning of the concert, right? And uh, we were at second stage at this point. Everybody around us had all their phones up. And I was just thinking, fuck that. Like, right. I'm not getting lost in my screen. I'm seeing them with my own fucking eyes, you know? And I'm remembering this moment. Um, and so they're coming out, they're doing their medley and Yungi sees me. Like he sees this crowd of phones and then he sees me not looking at my phone. Like we make this eye contact and he makes this face like, fuck yes, I see you enjoying this in the moment. And then like just a couple minutes later, like, you know, end of the medley, they're getting water and they're drinking their water and he throws it all over the crowd and then he throws it out in the crowd and it lands literally right at my feet. And I like snatched it up. It felt like instinct. I snatched that shit up so fast. I don't know how you did it. I think there was like three hands around of me course, grabbing for yeah, it too. And I was, it was like, oh. it was to you. you oh my God. To you. I mean, yeah, I think it, it was intentionally to me because he, you know, he just, he had had that little eye contact. You had with eye me. contact. Yeah. And you Hello. turned around. We were kind of separated and you were like, did you get sprayed with water? Yeah. And I, I was, was just like, blown away by getting hit by the water. Right. <laughs> right. And I was like, bitch, I have the water bottle. Like, yeah. It was I couldn't amazing. Believe- and I was like, no. <laughs> it was incredible. <laughs> um, and then I also have to mention just at the very end of the concert, like when they, it's like after their encore, like they're trying to exit the stage and you and I are standing right there at second stage and Namjoon just right at us does the I love you gesture and he can see us like sobbing and in my mind in my memory he kind of has tears in his eyes too okay Mm -hmm. because he's just like wow these girls love us so much I love you you know amazing he saw us I felt that too I felt that too yeah Um, anyways we were we were really blessed to be at that concert and I know that in that moment we were grateful but looking back on it now we're like dang we were very very lucky yeah yeah so for Chicago I'd have to say my favorite part (laughs) <laughs> of Speak Yourself in Chicago was Young coming out on a bed for Singularity. Yeah. We are really big on not having spoilers for concerts, so we just, like, stay off of social media. And so the girl next to me at the concert was like, he's going to come out on a bed, like, the bed, the bed. <laughs> and I remember that, like, I mean, she was, like, double fisting. She was like, what the girl, like, this girl doesn't know what she's talking about. Like, what is she's she, drunk. like, she's drunk. Like, she's just a Taeyang fan. I get it. Right. But, like, what is she talking well, about a what bed? bed? Yeah. <laughs> and then he came out on his singularity bed and I was mm. like, oh, shit. <laughs> and, you know, he was in the green robe. He had the mm. green contacts. And, like, I love green. He had this green mic. And I was like, Ugh. he was... So Made sexy. For you. I'll never Perfect. forget. And then I just, I wish I would have like talked to that girl more and been like, I know what you mean now by the bed. <laughs> but at first I was like, what is this girl talking about? Right. 
For me, for Chicago, I would have to say during the encore, they performed Microcosmos. And to me, that's my most memorable moment from Chicago because that was such a beautiful moment. It was nighttime by that point. I mean, this the lyrics of Microcosmos and then seeing that symbolically embodied with the army bombs, the, you know, thousands of army bombs around the stage, lighting it up like our very own Cosmo in space. It was just so freaking beautiful. And it was just such an incredible moment, like with BTS and with army, um, I felt incredibly present. And I just like, I always think back to that moment when I think about Chicago. It was a really beautiful moment with like the meaning of microcosmos too. And that was one of the larger concerts we had gone to. I mean, we went to Fort Worth and we just, and that it was, was tiny compared a to tiny that. tiny concert compared to what we would end up going to down the road. Right. Yeah. So for permission to dance on stage in L.A., I'd have to say my favorite moment of that concert was Life Goes On. This is when I really got teary-eyed because this was right after, like, the midst of the biggest pandemic. This was our first concert. I'm sorry, the biggest pandemic. The biggest part of the pandemic, right. I should say, of COVID-19. Um. It had been so long since we had seen them in concert. We were supposed to go to see them for Map of the Soul, and mm-hmm. that didn't happen. So it was just, like, really meaningful, this song, To Hear Life Goes On, because it had so much to do with just, like, life going on after right. this, like, really devastating point in history for so many. Right. And I don't know. I just, like, I cried, and I just mm-hmm. really felt in the moment that life goes on Whenever the vaccine became available, I got on like the streetcar in Kansas City where a lot, you know, the public transit and seeing like families together after graduation Mm. and getting flowers down at the river market. Like it just was a really beautiful moment for me. So I was like kind of reflecting on a lot of that while we were in in LA. Yeah. And it was just a beautiful moment. It made mm -hmm. me feel like very optimistic in the future. Right. Seeing like knowing that life goes on came out in the middle of the pandemic and then now seeing them perform it live in front of us was super impactful. I mean, it really felt like it had become a full circle moment then. Yeah. Um, for me, permission to dance in LA, I have to say telepathy with the forklifts. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we I mean if you didn't say it, I was gonna say it. Yeah. <laughs> like like you said, we had no concert spoilers. We really can't stay off that part of social media once they start touring. And so we had no idea that during telepathy they'd get on these forklifts and border the edges of the stadium. And we were in that first section. So we were in row four. Row so four. we were we were like feet away from them, you know, and this it was kind of like, to me, it was like our karma for not having gotten our, you know, sound check tickets that we were supposed to get from Map of the Soul 7 that mm-hmm. were like amazing, amazing floor seats, you know? So this was like, wow, we get to see them literally feet from us. It felt like so incredible. And our biases were together on the forklift, our double biases. It was literally V-Hope and what? Minimoni. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or Minimoni. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. Just amazing. Um, so it was such an incredible it was moment. Perfect, we'll yeah. remember it forever. I'm glad that you got video of it because I was just screaming yeah. out of control. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So 
thinking about our concerts made us think about like our favorite VCRs. So my favorite VCRs from all of their concerts would be the Speak Yourself opening Dionysus, like the intro VCR mm. to the whole concert. Um, this is the one where they're like literally on fucking pedestals. And then you get these super hot, sexy glamour shots of them with like this like orangey yellow lighting and they mm. all look so fucking good. Oh, like, so yeah. Great. I mean, I remember like being in Chicago, this coming out, just going feral, just feral. freaking <laughs> the fuck <laughs> out. On, these pedestals, these yeah. glamour shots, black and white shots at the beginning, it's like, shit and then Too it went much. to that like yellow orange lighting we're like oh my god like gods Stop. they really look like gods <laughs> like i mean come on leading into dionysus it was intentional right right for me it has to be the permission to dance in la opening that vcr they all look so hot again black and white i feel like the the music that's played in the background of those vcrs is like ingrained in my mind mm-hmm. because it had such an impact on me but also, I think what really, I have to be honest, <laughs> mm-hmm. what really sells me on this VCR is Tae Young in this goddamn paperclip. Yeah. Like the paperclip on his tongue, just like, mm. Mm, it's unruly. Like the way that he like just sticks his tongue out. It's like, this is paperclip in his mouth. It's just like too sexual. Like yeah. my mind goes places. And then not only does he have this paperclip on his tongue, he then picks the lock right. of his handcuffs on his hands. What could be hotter? With this fucking paper clip. Damn. I mean, <laughs> I had to pick You're this. still affected to this day. It's I I feel like all the Young biases, yeah. truthfully. Like this yeah. is like, there's no denying that this has to be your pick. Yeah. <laughs> there's no other option. I just can't believe in the just the way that he's looking at the camera, too. Yeah. Like he's just so smug. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> the, very sexy. And they all look really incredible in that. They all do. VCR they all do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 All right. So then we decided to say, what is our favorite photo shoot? This was pretty tough um, because mm. they've done so many photo shoots, but I just immediately thought of Love Yourself Tear. I particularly love the photo shoot of them in all the jean outfits. And I just felt like for Love Yourself Tear, how raw of an album it was. In this photo shoot, you really see them like, you know, these headshots where you could see tears coming down their face. You know, it just seemed very, and their makeup is pretty minimal. And, you know, I mean, they still look gorgeous and they still have makeup on, but it's very like minimal. And I just think they all look so stunning and gorgeous. But also some of the other shots too, they have shots where like they're kind of like in this desert, like barren land. And they also look very, very gorgeous. Their eye makeup, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just like very neutral, very neutral makeup. And mm. I think they just look so, so stunning. They look stunning. And those that jean outfit photo shoot, I feel like is one of their most iconic. Like yeah. they just, they really, really like had a good concept for that and pulled it off incredibly. Yeah. For me, this wasn't hard for me at all. My mind went immediately to one thing and one thing only, which is... Their 2016 summer package in Dubai, them sexily, smoky eye, <laughs> lounging around the sand dunes in Dubai, looking yeah. fucking incredible. Yeah. Oh my God. All of them so fine, so perfect. This is so specific. <laughs> I it's 
So in this Google Doc, I added like this GIF of Jungkook, and I th- I think about this like often, yeah. And like this to me is like, man, that is so like that's him in 2016. That's be- that How? is like coming of age. Yeah, Jungkook. yeah. yeah that, that is like shortly after Dope. Yeah, you know? like where he's like his jawline is just like chiseling and like filling out fine as fuck but yeah. also like i mean all of the members look so jimin looks incredible taehyung yoongi yeah. like it's next level the the lighting it's like shots at golden hour they look so good so yeah. yes i mean it's a it's a little bit of a deep dive it's not even from an album but man it it's good. a little bit of a deep dive but i'm so glad that you brought attention to it because <laughs> i agree these photos and the stock i'm just like staring at taehyung lounging like laying on this like sand dune God right damn. the fuck <sighs> sexy all the profanity yeah um so the last favorite question that we thought of and this is really it's a little silly but it's because we talk about astrology all the time and how it impacts like us or we'll like be like oh yeah well they're in aquarius so or, blah, like blah, people blah. we meet right yeah. like oh yeah she's <laughs> such a cancer you know um but so we were interested in bts's like birth charts and so we looked them up so we're just gonna say our favorite like bts birth chart i guess that's their sun their moon and their rising in Mm -hmm. general um this is really tough because they're all different obviously they're Mm -hmm. pretty different um for me uh, it's difficult because i feel like jimin's his is a sun libra a moon gemini and a cancer rising oh my god i feel like i would get along with him so well i could imagine like because i'm a scorpio moon so i just feel like his gemini moon him and i would just gossip and we'd have so much fun Uh. in that regard but also he's a cancer rising and i'm a cancer rising and so i feel like socially we would interact very similarly Mm -hmm. um because that's really what your rising sign is about and i love libras they're like all about like balance and you know like equality and Mm. so i just love that so i'm gonna go with jimin although like i really relate to other members you know combos as well i feel like i love jimin's signs and i would vibe with him so much yeah 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 ah okay so for me i'm gonna have to go with jen because Jin is a Sagittarius sun, and I'm also a Sagittarius sun. And I just love being a Sagittarius. Like, I really feel like it's a great sign. We're all about, like, adventure, positivity, enthusiasm, just, like, down for a good time. And really, that's all that matters in this mm. world. And I feel like Jin is that. Like, yes. He, yes. He gets it. He totally gets it. But when I found out that his rising is also Sagittarius, I was like, yes, yes, yes. yes. Like he's more of a Sag than I am. Like, I'm all about it. Like, I would just, I need to hang out with Jin now, knowing that he, like, has this double Sag going on. Yeah. His moon is a Pisces. But I just feel like the Sagittarius in him, the fire sign, I, it makes me think of, like, you know, he gets so, like, heated about, like, random ass Ooh, shit. Hey. But he's, he's yeah. so unserious about it, right. too. You know, like, he's, like, going off, right. you know? Um, cause he has that like fire sign, like <laughs> passion, but he's also just goofy and hilarious. And it's like all about just being funny and hilarious. Yeah. Sagittarius also have a really great sense of humor. That's something I don't particularly define myself with, but I feel like Jen totally embodies the double Sag yeah. here. So I, yeah. I have to go with Jen. Love that. I yeah. hope some iconics also know a little bit about astrology. Cause I'd love to talk about like 
all of their signs and everything on the iconic hangout because it was so interesting looking at all of them we're like wow that makes so much sense that they're this and that and whatever it really makes a lot of sense for a lot of them yeah yeah um so please join us at the iconic hangout on monday september 19th at 7 p.m central standard time because we're really interested in what you guys how you guys would answer these questions what you guys think about it also um and we hope that you enjoyed this little segment of favorites because it's been a while since been we've been able to dabble like more creatively or just talk about different things that we haven't been able to mention in a while so um you know let us know if you enjoyed this because we'd love to talk you know more creatively and abstractly in the future yeah um we do want to say a special thanks to our supporters on patreon especially our vips eileen michelle deja meg rachel robin emily madison holly and Sophia, thank you guys so much for all of your support. Um, And then again, if you enjoyed this episode, please let us know. Reach out to us. Join us at the Iconic Hangout. Write us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever it is that you listen. And of course, make sure that you donate to the Hope Korea Disaster Relief Fund. And again, you can find links for all of those things in the description. Thanks for listening and thanks for standing BTS.